Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the show. Hey, you were expecting Dell, weren't you? But Dell is out today. He's doing some important stuff, and he asked me to sit in for him. You're probably wondering who I am. My name is Al Gordon, and I am real estate retired. I learned how to retire myself with real estate back in 2017, and in 2019, I found myself miraculously retired. Now, what does that mean? What exactly does that mean? And who am I? Well, I'm a member of Lifestyles Unlimited, the company that Dell founded back in Houston, Texas, 34 years ago. And he did it specifically to help people like you and me change our lives, change the trajectory of where we're going. See, me, I had a retirement problem. I never knew I had a retirement problem, but I had a huge retirement problem. And it was this. I spent 27 years in the United States Army. I, I proudly served this country. I loved serving this country. I earned a pension. And then when I retired from the Army in 2014, I tried to live off of that pension, but here was the problem. The pension only provided enough income to cover about one third of my expenses in my household. It was paying me one third of what I used to make. As a result of that, I found myself in a desperate situation. I had to get back into the workforce because I couldn't live off of one third of what I used to make. So I found myself back into the workforce and I found myself well, basically on a retirement trajectory that was going to take me another 20 years. Yeah, the new retirement plan was continue to work in this new job that I found. It had a pension component too. So now I was working on a second pension, right? And all I had to do was last to the age of 70 and then I could take my maximum social security benefit. And hopefully between two pensions and a social security benefit, it would be enough money for me to sustain myself. But there was a huge problem, a huge problem. I didn't want to work anymore. I had tasted retirement that first time in 2017, excuse me, 2014, and I wanted it. I wanted it bad. So in 2017, I heard Lifestyles Unlimited on the radio. I heard Del Wamsley on the radio. And by listening to the information provided by these different audio shows, I learned that I could become a member of Lifestyles Unlimited and I could change my life. So I did it. I became a member, and in 2019, I found myself retired. Now, I, I had set out a five-year plan, literally. I laid out a five-year plan. I got it done in two. Now, I'm not bragging. That's not a brag. That's, that's more like desperation. I was so desperate to get myself back to a place of retirement, I got it done in two years. So what's the point I'm trying to make? The point I'm trying to make is that you can have the same result. You don't have to be in the military to get the same result. You could do something completely different something non-military, and you could be in the same state that I was in, a state of non-retirement, a state of thinking you're going to retire off of whatever you're putting aside, only to find out that when you get to that place in time, it blows up in your face. It is not a good feeling. Since 2019, I have been real estate retired. For four years, I've been living a lifestyle that I have created for myself. So how do you do it? How do you do it? Well, the first thing that you need to do is you have to get yourself educated. That's where Lifestyles Unlimited comes in. We provide the flagship for education for real estate investing. We're going to teach you how to do it correctly. We're going to show you success. We're not going to teach you failure. We're going to teach you success, and we're going to change your life. 
as part of that process, we're going to teach you to build your team. You have to have a sound team around you. And here's why. You don't know everything. You didn't know that, did you? You didn't know you didn't know everything? Well, you don't know everything. And that's, that's the reason you have to have a solid team around you. Now, in today's show, I'm bringing one of my teammates onto this show. I am giving you an opportunity to get inside the mind of somebody that knows a sector of the real estate community intimately. Yes, intimately. In other words, she knows exactly what's going on. Now, the question is, where is she and who is she? Well, she is Cindy, and she is a Lifestyles Unlimited Realtor. As a matter of fact, she's one of our brokers. She is one of the people that Del Wamsley found, essentially searched out and found and brought her on to the Lifestyles Unlimited team specifically to help us find real estate assets in her part of the country. So now you're wondering, okay, where's Cindy at? Where does Cindy reside? Well, real simple. I'm gonna, I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm going to play a little riddle with you. And let's see if we can figure out where Cindy's at. Cindy's in a state that became the 16th state in the United States in June of 1796. And it borders eight different states. You want to know the eight states? Maybe it'll give it away. Alabama, Arkansas, Georgia, Kentucky, Mississippi, Missouri, North Carolina, and Virginia. You got it yet? You're getting close, I'm sure. Okay, maybe this will get it to you. About 10.8 million acres of this state's land is occupied by farms. Yeah, the farming industry annually contributes $74.8 billion to this state's economy. So it's, it's a big ag state. Want to know something else? Okay, this one's going to give it away. This one's absolutely going to give it away. Elvis Presley's former estate, Graceland, is located in the town of Memphis. You got it yet? Yeah, we're going to talk about Tennessee. We're going to talk about the great state of Tennessee, and not the entire state, but the part that you need to know about. So with no further ado, let me bring Cindy onto the show and say, Cindy, welcome to the show. Sorry for such a long intro, but I just had to get it all out. Are you doing okay with that? I am. Thank you very much. That was a great introduction to our state. Well, I, I think it's a cool state. Now, I, I will be the first to admit I have never set foot in the state of Tennessee. Now, I've, I've been to all these surrounding states, but I've, I've never actually gone to your state. Have, have I been missing out on something? <laughs> well, you're missing the best one. <laughs> all right. Well, tell me, tell me why Tennessee? Why, why is it you are in Tennessee? Of all 50 states, why did you land in Tennessee? Well, originally I was born here. And so I guess that would be my mom, mom and dad's fault. But I did move away and moved back um, for a number of reasons, and mainly because of its beauty. It's a beautiful state. Um, we have a lot of water and greenery and mountains, and so we offer four seasons. And um, some of the other states just didn't offer that. But from a realty standpoint... Um, it's kind of a hidden gem right now. Ooh, I like hidden gems. Tell, tell me about this hidden gem. What is it about Tennessee that is actually standing out and shining above all the other 49 states? Well, right now, as you know, uh, taxes and insurance are the biggest thing on um, any investor's mind and when they're looking for properties. And those happen to be two of the things that um, we tend to outshine in in the in the state of Tennessee, do you focus on the entire state as far as investment opportunities, or are there specific markets within Tennessee that provide me, the investor, a better opportunity for rates of return? 
sure. So I try to explain to everybody, especially because I would say 99% of our buyers are out-of-state buyers. And because, like you mentioned at the beginning, we our state is has a lot of farm or greenland. So, so for example, our population of our entire state could fit in the city of Houston, and, and Houston would still probably be larger from a, a density or a population. So what we what I try to, to focus on are the areas that's going to create more um, appreciation and um, those areas in and around, and these would be the tertiary areas of, of these major cities as well. So um, for us to drive 20 miles is about 20 minutes, whereas maybe in Dallas or Houston, driving 20 miles is going to take you two hours possibly. So um, those tertiary areas could be 20 to 30 minutes outside of our major cities. And those cities would be like Nashville. So Nashville, if you go north from Nashville, you could get to Madison, Lebanon, Hermitage, Clarksville, which touches part of uh, Kentucky. And then if you were to go northeast, far northeast, we have our Tri-Cities area. That's Kingsport, Johnson City, and Bristol. And Bristol, actually, part of Bristol touches into Virginia. And then you can go straight east, and that would be the Knoxville area and all the surrounding areas of there. That would be Seymour, Maryville, uh, Morristown, that would be north-south. And then Gatlinburg, everybody's heard of Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge. That would be a little bit further east of Knoxville. And then you have Chattanooga, which is is south-southeast. And that goes all the way down to uh, almost the border of um, Georgia. So you could be in Georgia. If you're in Chattanooga, you could be in Georgia in about 20 minutes. Holy so smokes. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of opportunity in the great state of Tennessee. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And, okay. and it's easy to get around. So I I can drive to Knoxville, Tri-Cities, Chattanooga in a day, you know, less than a day and back. Whereas, you know, other states, they're just bigger. It takes longer. So it's a little bit easier for, for us to, to hop around. What are you guys seeing as far as growth rates? Are you seeing people migrating to Tennessee or are you seeing people migrate away we have seen and felt an influx of people for the last several years, um, and it's consistent and consistently growing in those tertiary areas, like the Tri Cities. And I think it's because a lot more a lot more people are working from home or have the ability to work from home, so they're they're migrating to the areas, uh, the states, and the areas where there's beauty and and places that, you know, where they can uh, have, I guess, have their habits or their, their um, hobbies. And, um, and that would be a lot of those areas that I just spoke about because they're all very pretty and offer a lot of, a lot of things that outside activities. And, again, we have the, the four seasons, so it makes it very beautiful. What are you guys seeing as far as uh, new housing starts? Are, are you being impacted the way we're being impacted in the rest of the country? In other words, there's there's har- housing starts that are starting, but they're they're 
falling to delay or there's not enough new inventory coming into the marketplace to meet the demand. Are you guys experiencing that same effect in Tennessee? We have slowed down. I think just in general, um, new housing has slowed down. It started first because of the logistics. You know, everybody was experiencing logistics issues. But I think from inventory itself, yes, it's slowed down, but we're still busy, if that makes any sense. So we're still finding the homes. We just have been creative in how, how we find them. Are, are you seeing that it's it's more of a buyer's market or a seller's market or a blended market um, in, in the areas that you look at? It's still, I would say it's starting to become more of a buyer's market. I think um, the the um, sellers have started to realize because of interest rates, they're you know they're not going to be able to make as many demands. The banks have you know gotten a little tighter on how they're lending, so it's it's definitely starting to switch. And I have seen the switch or felt the switch or the shift. So everything that Dell has been talking about on this radio show with with the constraint hitting the multifamily markets, you're you're actually seeing in the tactical world. Yep. Yep, absolutely. All right. We're getting a lot of great, great information out of Cindy, but we're not done. We're going to go to break, and when we come back, we're going to get back into these Tennessee markets. Stick around. to creating the lifestyle you really want. Keep listening. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show returns in moments. What would you say to women out there, Kelly, if they're thinking about doing this, if they're sitting out there right now going, I'm trapped with a glass ceiling where I work. I know I can't go up any further. There's, there's no room there. What would you say to them about becoming their own boss? Well, you know, you can decide to stay where you're at and keep trying to crack that glass ceiling. But at the end of the day, in this environment, it is so easy, you know, to be able to get out of that mold. People know me and they come up to me and they're very gracious and they don't look at me and say, oh, you're a woman, I'm not gonna invest with you, I'm gonna go over here. There's no real gender there. Are you ready to be part of a world where there are no glass ceilings, no gender bias, no limits? Start like award-winning real estate investor Kelly did with the online free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. You're hearing the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more life-changing knowledge? Access our podcast and listen on demand at lifestylesunlimited.com under the radio tab. Now your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to the show. My name is Al Gordon. I'm proudly sitting in for Dell Wamsley. Dell is out, but you're in for a treat because I have Cindy on today's show. And what we're going to do now is we're going to talk about some of these different markets within the Tennessee state. You need to know that 
not all markets are the same, that markets can vary based on locality, based on all kinds of different factors. So the market that you would experience in, say, Memphis, Tennessee, is going to be a little bit different than the market that you experience in Nashville, Tennessee, which will vary from Chattanooga, Johnson City, Knoxville, Clarksville, Jackson. Cindy, did I get all the major towns in Tennessee? I think you did. Good job. Now, they're, they're all different markets. I mean, you, you look at these markets completely differently, do you not? Yes, absolutely. Well, what, what is it that you see? What, what are the differences between these different markets? Now, if I'm, I'm a, I guess the best way to frame this is if I'm a brand new multifamily investor and, and I'm looking to understand these markets in Tennessee, what do I really need to know? I would first start out trying to determine, you know, what are your goals and your criteria, and then we would focus in on, because each of those areas offer a different price point um, from multifamily standpoint, uh, it would be what we call price per unit, and so um, that then would kind of curtail which direction I would take them. And I also look at the employment opportunities around there. So we have so many corporations that have moved in, and for obvious reasons, they tend to pick those tertiary areas because, you know, the land is cheaper for them to build or or whatever. But um, those areas would pull in the need for multifamily or even single family, for that matter, for, for rentals. And so those are the areas that I would would focus on trying to make sure that that there's support there for the rental or for the unit. Is is there a benefit to choosing, say, Nashville over Memphis, or do you view those markets as, as similar? It's definitely different. Nashville is is known for Nashville, and it's a very, very strong market, and the appreciation is strong. Our the capital of our state, the the um, music city is here, so there's a lot of attraction here. Now, Memphis does pull attraction from the standpoint of uh, the Elvis Presley. That's that's a big attraction from a tourist standpoint, um, but from a, a manufacturing because Tennessee is heavy into that industry, manufacturing and auto, as well as healthcare. Um, Memphis has a strong presence from um, the FedEx. FedEx is huge out there. So they have several of their um, headquarter headquarters out yeah, there. Yeah, when you said so FedEx, I, I immediately mm-hmm. thought good, stable workforce mm-hmm jobs. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- th- yeah. those are the type of people I would love to provide housing to the FedEx employee. Um, yeah. Wow. I didn't even, I didn't know that they were headquartered in Memphis. Yeah. So they pro- they have, I think they have three headquarters out there because each of their divisions, they're so big, right? So they have major divisions within the umbrella of FedEx. And so they have three of their corporations out there or headquarters out there. We also have several. There's a new EV plant going out there. Ford is putting in a new EV plant. There's a new EV plant going in uh, south of Nashville, one in Chattanooga. So, you know, that brings in 
all over the state the reason why other reasons why people are are moving here. So you guys are definitely experiencing net migration inward. Mm-hmm. You're you're gaining population. You're growing, mm-hmm. probably expand, mm-hmm. exponentially. And I'm guessing you're you're probably running out of places for people to live. We yes. So our inventory, the turnover or demand versus supply, is in many of many of the areas is uh, negative, meaning there's a higher demand than the supply from the from both sides, multifamily and single family. So there's definitely, which brings in that strong rental market, right? So you you uh, people always have to have a place to live, and if the demand is higher, that that maintains that that strong market. What are you seeing in regards to rent growth? Have you been seeing rents going up like we've been seeing them go up in Texas, or are they staying stable in your neck of the woods? We have seen in some areas rents grow by 20 to 30%, and in some cases 35%. Now, wow. I don't anticipate it to stay at that same pace, but we've just had such a a influx of people, like I mentioned, and the need for for rentals that, um, you know, people were able to, to increase their rents in, very strongly. And, and I think part of it is that we, so because our population is, is lower than a lot of other um, states, uh, especially Texas, like I had mentioned, or use that um, analogy we don't have the we did we didn't we didn't have the, the buildings to support um, the influx of people there were in some areas where they were trying to convert motels and hotels into apartment communities because of the need so it's it's um it's a it's a strong market for sure what about availability of multifamily assets? I mean, if I'm a brand new multifamily investor, is, is everything already picked over or is there still inventory that I could analyze and potentially buy? Well, yeah, we have a lot of a lot of availability. So a lot of those when I mentioned earlier, we didn't we don't have the the number of apartment communities. Um, it's because our population was lower and a lot of those communities or uh, owners are the the smaller mom and pops and or what we call the smaller mom and pops and we um we are now seeing those come to fruition and you know they're ready to to sell and move on and so we'll oftentimes we'll see those smaller apartment communities sell as a package. So we, we see them that way. So it kind of hits all areas from an investor standpoint, whatever uh, level that you're, you're ready to move into, there's a level there available for you. You're building a team out there, are you not? I mean, it's, it's not just Cindy and Lifestyles Realty. You're building a team of realtors to assist you because that Tennessee market is pretty large. Yes, yeah, so we have um, been on a hiring spree, <laughs> and 
We've got agents in the Tri-City area, in the Knoxville area, in the Chattanooga area, and the Nashville area. So what are these realtors going to do for me as a member of Lifestyles Unlimited? That's a great question. So we first seek out to identify the, um, once we've gotten your criteria, um, we will seek to find that property that will match your goals. And sometimes that may be um, off market with a wholesaler or our local MLS board. Um, On the multifamily side, we look and network with other brokers and um, oftentimes with that networking and getting to know the other brokers will find multifamily properties that are also off-market. Essentially, what, what they become is they become a combat multiplier for me. They're, they're able to go out and find assets that I might want to buy, and then based on the criteria that I provide to them, they will make those assets known to me so that I can analyze them and decide whether I want to buy them, correct? Absolutely, yep. That's exactly how, how it works. Now, do these agents, do they operate as seller's agents? Do they operate as buyer's agents? How, how do they normally align when they're working with a Lifestyles Unlimited member? Well, when they're working for a Lifestyles member, we would be representing that member. So we would work on the buy side. Now, when when the property comes to fruition and the member is ready to sell and trade up to either a a different property or a bigger property or more properties, then they would work with them as the listing agent for the sell side of of the property. So no matter what side of the transaction I'm on, as long as I'm working with my Lifestyles Unlimited Realty teammate, they do have a fiduciary obligation to me. Yes, we all do. We we have uh, what we call a COE, which is a code of ethics, and that code of ethics um, requires us to, for that fiduciary responsibility. I like that. I like that a lot because if I'm working with just any type of agent that's not necessarily representing me, they might actually be representing the seller, and they might be using information that I'm providing them to help the seller position the seller better. But when I have a lifestyles agent on my team, they have that fiduciary obligation to me. They're going to do everything in their power to make sure that I get the best deal, the best terms possible. Does that make sense? Uh, yes, and that's and that's so much how it works. So you you don't have to be represented by law. However, anything that you say to that other agent who is representing the other side of the transaction is able to disclose that information to that other side, which could work to your disadvantage. The other side of, or the flip side of that, if you are working with um, one of the lifestyles agents, you can let them be the bad guy. So sometimes it's hard to negotiate your own price and still maintain a working relationship, but that agent can be that bad guy and and work that um, negotiation and take the heat. So that relieves you of having to be in that middle 
middle ground. I love that a lot. The fact that they're they're in the trenches doing all the the tactical work, and I get to stay on the the outside because I'm emotional. I'm, I'll I'll be the first to admit that when I buy or sell property, I'm emotional, and I need to have an agent representing me so that I don't do something that's going to, well, screw it up because I'm prone to doing that. <laughs> well, it just it's it's a very it becomes a very personal transaction. So it does get a little uh, stressful, to say the least, in, in some cases. And so keeping your focus on what you're to do and that's buying the property and all the the ins and outs of, of getting through that process, we're on the other side taking and pushing, getting the information for you or negotiating or, or whatever. So it, it keeps you focused and, like you said, out of the emotions of it. Yeah, I, I think the, the big takeaway for today for me is that by bringing a Lifestyles Unlimited Realty teammate onto my team, it gives me access to the entire Tennessee market. It gives me access to a knowledge base that I don't have, and it gives me representation that I absolutely need. Um, I think it's a good fit, don't you? I think it's a great fit. I think, especially since we are so familiar with the model and and the education that Lifestyles offers, it makes it um, it makes it a win win for for all of us. Well, there you have it, everybody. A market update on the great state of Tennessee, knowledge base from the beautiful mind of Cindy, and an opportunity for you to learn something that you didn't know before. Cindy, I want to thank you for being on today's show. And if you all want to get started, go to lifestylesunlimited.com, sign up for a free workshop, and let's get you going. Listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more of Dell's unconventional wisdom? Go to lifestylesunlimited.com and click the radio tab. Listen to past shows, hear podcasts on demand, and find out how you can change your life today. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show is part of the Lifestyles Unlimited Radio Network. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.